0: My name is Nelson, and with me tonight are my friends Schnell and Teej. How are you guys what
1: doing? What up, i Mind?
0: Schnello, how's it going? Still fucking nothing over here.
1: <laughs> that's a lie. Still. That's a lie. You have Don't Drink
0: and Scry. That, well, yeah, but I kifed that from Schnell. Oh. Stole it right out then, of his Yeah, you got Tee- nothing. Key. Yeah, I got nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even he control magic to my brilliant word <laughs> combinations.
0: Ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we're back and we're talking about tonight one of my favorite things, and I think all of us uh, is the we're going to get into the the new commander product for 2019. So we got Woo! four decks coming this year, and instead of, I, I guess I would say they're all themed, right? Uh, that's well, that's what they're always themed. Yeah, you're right. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is. Uh, i don't know how to say it uh they're all based off mechanic right yeah the scope uh, the scope
2: of the theme has changed from color specific to mechanic
0: specific right there we go that's what i'm saying and, and you know like 2017 it was eminence and tribal you know but yes now it's now it's a uh, mechanic specific so do
1: you, do you we've got, want to start the recording over and steal that from chanel too
0: you should um you know, I thought you were going to say, do we'll you want to do... start that over so you don't sound like an idiot? <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, you... No, no, nope. we'll keep no, that you... regardless.
2: But, <laughs> uh, but we'll, do, we'll do one through where you mumble everything and I I clarify. <laughs> and then write it down and then we'll start over.
0: Notes are key. Notes are key. Key <laughs> uh, um, notes. Uh, <laughs> hey, All let, him be, let him be the speaker, yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, okay, so we're going to talk about the Commander 2019 decks that are coming out tonight, but before we do that, it's been a little while since we've all gotten together and discussed for the internet what we're up to in the world of Magic, so let's start with you, Chanel. What have you been up to lately?
2: Uh, I went undefeated in Pauper today, which was kind of yeah. fun. What did I, you play? Uh, I still only have my mono green deck, but I I'm up to seven legitimate cards in the sideboard, 3 brindle shots and 4 uh, uh, the 1-drop green instant destroy an artifact or enchantment and uh, nature's claim. Ah, oh, that's it, yep. So, my sideboard is only 7 actual cards, and then if I ever get deck checked, it's, you know, more mountain, or uh, more forests to replace that, because it's a mono-green deck. But anyway, uh, I started trying to play the deck better, and I defeated an artifact deck, which, it was a Really cool homebrew around Glaze Fiend and a bunch of zero drop artifacts. So he gets that out early, uh, early and then just starts playing a lot of zero drops and one drops and hits it. Like, he hit me for 10 in the air.
0: On, Jesus.
2: Yeah, it was turn, turn three. He hit me for 10 in the air. And I was just Ooh. scrambling to, like, oh God, I can't take another hit like that. That's and, an insane amount on turn well, three. And half of the, like, two, two of his, like, four artifacts were um bone splitters so he just equipped him on the next turn with his available mana (laughs) and i'm just like oh god okay okay nature's nature's claim comes in and then that deck isn't as scary anymore (laughs) right hey you can have four life because i'm swinging at you now for six with all my little cheap creatures and then i'll pump them because that's what my green deck does to other people it's like oh i hit somebody for six right off the or six on turn two and then ten on turn three and he just like, okay, fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fine.
2: Yeah. Nice. So yeah. So is that, a, is that a
0: league or do you guys just do like popper night?
2: Uh, Monday nights we have we alternate. Um, the Monday night event switches between popper and modern, and then on okay. Saturdays, one of my customers built a popper cube, which we <laughs> actually, uh, I went undefeated in that as well last Saturday. Uh, we did a four paw po- or four person pod uh, popper draft, and apparently I'm getting good at popper. I was gonna say
0: I think popper might be your format.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I just went with like heavy aggro, which is really easy to do in popper, and you just have very a f- true. All it takes is like two tricks, like an answer or an evasion thing, and then you're, you're golden. Nice. Well, that yeah. sounds like fun. I yeah, because it was mostly I mostly built uh, drafted like blue green. And it was green to get there, and blue for just okay. Well, I can counter, or I can bounce, or I can exile something, and or card draw. So it was just enough of a deal with your one with your one problem, and then just hit you for lethal each you know each matchup.
0: Sure. So green yeah. was your green was your push through, but blue was kind of your uh, yeah uh, I, disruption. I did,
2: yeah, I did sort of a Simic-y thing, and I went up against a lot of generic popper archetypes. Like read every cheap burn <laughs> spell that I can possibly get my hands on. Sure. Uh, there was because uh, it's a pretty good cube. I mean, it's got stuff um, like Chainer's Edict and oh wow, yeah, the other you know Mono Black target opponent sacrifices stuff to get around the few hexproof or un- otherwise untargetable things in Pauper. But it's a really fun cube. And next time you're up and actually have time to, to stick around and play some games, you should you should try. Yeah,
0: I'd love to do that. I'd, Pauper's a ton of fun and that uh, i've never done a cube for like that before that sounds like it'd be a lot of a lot of fun yeah, yeah so cool. i've
2: just been i've just been
0: beating the crap out of people in popper lately <laughs> and just and just <laughs> absolutely savagely stomping them to uh <laughs> yes. steal another magic card here nice uh anything else or are you just pwning uh, noobs in popper i'm in the process of sorting like
2: fifty thousand more commons and uncommons that i have to get through and trying to maintain order behind my counter, so <laughs> that's why the last day and a half, it's like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make a mess, I'm gonna cover the counter in stacks of cards, and I'm gonna get everything organized. Have you had any help? Um, uh, my lovely wife is actually sorting cards in the back right now. Oh, nice. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm on headphones, genius. She can't. <laughs> I
0: know, I just thought it would be you know, thought it would be the nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have known her since kindergarten, all right? That's fair. (laughs) Becca Nelson says hi.
1: Hi, Nelson.
0: There we go. Now Now she's internet
1: famous.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, she is. That's saved forever. What about you, Teach? What have you uh, been up to?
1: Let's see. Well, I do remember that uh, the last time we were planning on recording and couldn't for some reason, uh, I did know that when we got to this segment, um, I was going to bitch. But,
2: I'm shocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not teach. <laughs> uh, but uh, after that, between then and now, uh, I in fact did something fun. So I decided that I'm not going to bitch. And instead I'm going to be positive.
0: Excellent. Yes. What did you do that was fun? So
1: when I went to that wedding in Washington, I reconnected with some old friends that I had when I was living in Madison. And uh, it turned out that uh, one of them was a buddy that I played Magic with before, and another one was someone who played a long time ago and just got back into it not too long ago. And uh, my friend Paul, who, used to, who I used to play with, has since moved to Minnesota uh, with his lovely girlfriend, but he and uh, this other guy and some other people have been playing Magic over Discord. Like long distance. So when we reconnected at the wedding, uh, he told me about it, and I said that sounded really cool. Uh, So I got all set up and and gave that a shot last week, and it was a lot of fun. So I played uh, Magic with two strangers and a friend of mine over the internet. So there was a game where it was just four of us. It was slightly awkward uh, because the other three people were playing at the same table. Uh, and their camera was really up high, so I couldn't necessarily see what they were doing at all the time. Whereas my one camera was just pointed at my playmat, so it was it was uh, you could see everything I was doing fairly well, I would imagine. And it's got its uh, you know you have to you have to play the trust game every once in a while, but they were all pretty trustworthy. I uh, let's see, I played uh, I played Rift the Awakener, my tokens deck. Um, there was a what's his name Scarab God. There was a Grixis guy. I don't remember who it was. I want to say Nekusar, but it wasn't Nekusar. And then I don't remember what the other guy was playing. The other guy was playing something mono-black or whatever. Um,
2: was it from the Nekusar deck? Was it Jalebina? What does Jalebina do? I don't remember. Oh. Um,
1: anyway, it's not important.
2: <laughs> something along the lines of the Nekusar deck theme where it's... Making people draw and discard and damage. Yeah,
1: and I wasn't being f-
2: something. Yeah,
1: I don't. I, I don't, I don't think it was the draw discard one.
2: Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. She wasn't good enough to stay in the in the Nekasar deck. She was a
1: vampire, wasn't up, so. she? The weird looking vampire with the hood. That sounds familiar.
2: Oh uh,
0: yeah, I think you're right. Anyway,
1: uh, I did not win that game. Where did my cursor go? There you are. Uh, I did not win that game. We all lost. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> uh, we all lost it, handily to the Scare of God but it was a lot of fun uh i think i'm gonna do it again this weekend maybe i don't think i'll ever be able to play my guard deck because stealing things that other people <laughs> control over the internet yeah, kind is kind of hard yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: <I> can, <laughs> shameless, uh, I can shameless plug that. for uh something i i carry in the store here uh there are blank like magic card poker sized card dry erase boards like it is a deck of cards that are all dry erased oh, yeah. for the purposes of prototyping or making your own tokens or stuff like that. So if you were really ambitious, every time you copy something, you just write down everything on the card and just have your own proxies in play in front of there
0: you. There you go. That's um, cool. That's a smart idea.
2: Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> right.
1: But the other thing, got the em. other thing I thought of was I recently picked up a, a, a bribery from Mister Schnell over there, uh, which great card which allows you to search through someone's library and take a creature that's also going to be a pain to do over the internet yeah.
0: excuse me could you please go through and read your 99 <laughs> card yeah. library for fan me. out fan <laughs> out your deck and just focus
2: on every single card for like two seconds apiece. but you? it's
0: not supposed to be public knowledge so everyone else turn your computers off everybody close your eyes on the
2: system log out of discord please we'll meet you in five minutes i'll text you when spell (laughs) results just texting people past priority oh
0: shit it's my turn
1: but yeah that's uh that's the most recent thing i did and it was a lot of fun and i look forward to doing it again
0: yeah that sounds like a fun uh a fun way to play you know a unique spin on Hey, if we can't get everybody in the same room and, you know, you can't play EDH on, you know, maybe people don't have the robust MTGO collection or, you know, the fact that you can't even play it on Arena. So, hey, check out this solution. I've heard people talk about doing it before. I've never actually tried it. So it's nice to hear uh, from someone, you know, that... I play Magic with and trust their opinion on things, uh, that it was that it was fun and it was worth it. So that's definitely something I'm going to have to try yeah, out.
1: We should definitely try it out, like amongst the three yes. of us.
0: Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, uh, God, I guess we're up to me then, huh? Yeah, Nelson, I, <laughs> same, I, same question. What did you do? <laughs> I, well, I guess I, so I pre-ordered the Commander 2019 product uh, from Chanel, and then I picked up a ton of other stuff that I either... Well, it was stuff that I needed uh for a Yarick deck. And then of course, while I was standing there, he's like, "Hey, look through this stuff and see if there's anything you want." So, $100 of stuff I had no intention of buying later. <laughs> I picked up a whole bunch of other cards that I didn't have like a Mana Vault. Like I just I realized I I don't even have a Mana Vault. So, I picked up a a revised edition copy of Mana Vault, uh, a couple of the Teferis I didn't have, Temporal Archmage, and uh, God, what was the one that was reprinted in Iconic Masters? Mage of Zalfir? Maybe. Uh, I think maybe. Uh, Anyway, I picked up a couple Teferis. I sell a lot of magic cards. You sell a lot of magic cards. And then I'm after collecting a lot of the... I kind of mentioned it before, I like to... If I don't have a copy of some of the stuff with, like, iconic art from kind of when I first picked up the game, you know, 20 plus years ago, I like to get copies of them. So he had a fourth edition Wrath of God with the old bury all creatures text and the awesome picture of, like, the dead orc with a goofy look on his face with just this dead human on top of him and then just this big pile of carnage. So I, I picked up one of those and did not get a chance to... To play this weekend unfortunately my my wife is pregnant and got very sick so that kind of threw a wrench in the weekend but i'm looking forward to getting up there again uh in a couple weeks when commander releases on the 23rd of the month mm-hmm. and and that's about it because if you don't of, show up no refunds yep nope my product's gone it's all gone <laughs> give it away to someone else there we go dips. um damn it <laughs> i should have called I, dips <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's already paid for yeah and i've just been brewing i'm, I'm really I find myself bouncing back and forth a lot on some things that I want to include and don't want to include in Yarick. He's a lot harder to brew around than I thought because I'm trying to fill the deck with as many like enters the battlefield triggers as I can. But at the same time I realize like, Oh my God, I don't even have a board wipe in here, you know? So (laughs) I guess I need to find, you know, room for like a cyclonic rift or a few other things that are going to kind of help me wipe the board i realized that when i brewed it i did not put in any creatures like ravenous chupacabra and if you can cast him obviously when yark's on the battlefield then you get to destroy two creatures so i'm trying to find some other ways to kind of generate a little bit of destruction both off of creatures and then also i need to find some some spells that i can that i can slot in but i thought it'd be kind of cool to try to put other the New cards in there too. So, you know, I want to, I want to put Field of the Dead in there because I think if you can get that to trigger a few times, you know, off of lands and with yarik that could be a ton of fun just spamming out zombie tokens. I uh, threw my Panharmonicon in there, you know, just to really amplify the amount of triggers that you can copy and, and things like that. So once I got a final build on it, I'll kind of talk more about it, but it's a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be because. I just keep finding new things that I want to try to do. So the deck has no direction right now, and I I really need to to get that figured out. I guess thinking about that, Teej, you just built an Avengers-themed EDH deck, didn't you? Uh,
1: I did. I, I finalized a list that I had been working on for a long time. Who's the general in that? Oros. Oros the Avenger. Ah, that's right. Okay. It was
0: <laughs> I knew it was something like that. I just couldn't yes, remember I the creature name. Oros. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to see that one in action, too. Uh,
1: yeah, that was... Uh, that was they call top-down design because I knew I knew that I wanted to when war of the spark you know they made a big planeswalker deal Uh, I knew that I wanted to try building a uh, a a super friends deck which I now refer to as an Avengers deck but I also have challenged myself to only build decks with dragons as the commander Uh, so naturally when I found Oros the Avenger I decided to switch from super friends to Avengers uh, have Oros lead the charge, and I put together a uh, Mardu Superfriends deck. So uh, now the, the list is complete that I want to try. Now I just have to go through all my cards, find what I have, send uh, my LGS a list of the things that I don't have, and I think this deck is going to cost me a couple bucks. So I'm going to have to find some, uh, some pricey things in my binder to sell to the store to hopefully mitigate some of the price. Uh, it, looks like a, it looks like it's a, a fun list, if I do say so myself, but I don't know if it's actually a good list or not. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, as long as you're having fun playing it. Uh, and I've never played a a, a super friends deck before. Uh, so, but I'm excited to try it out. I'm excited to build it.
2: As long as it's not a Traxxus super friends, I'll be. It's not a <laughs> it. I'll be excited to play it. But I I do definitely want to play your Avengers deck against my Pacific Rim deck.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> because uh, I have I like a deck that. based on a movie, <laughs> and it's all just colossal artifact creatures. <laughs> it's in blue and red, and the commander is Juira. Because she kind of looks like Mako Mori from Pacific Rim, yes. So that was the It's like, oh, she can suspend. Well that's the that's the Jaeger deployment. So these are all my <laughs> <laughs> giant Jaegers being deployed. <laughs> and when I at the time that I built it uh, a friend of mine built a like Krakens and Leviathans stack that we played against, so we had that battle a couple of times. And then somebody else found out about it, and they're like, "Okay, I'm going to be the Pan Pacific Wall," and they just <laughs> built a wall, a wall deck. And we had a three player deck or three player game to see who could, you know, who who would face off the uh, the kaiju, or if
0: somehow the wall would beat both Jaegers and the
2: kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: one thing you never thought could hold them back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, Arcadis showed up, and then the walls started attacking, and I don't know what the hell.
0: Everything, Everything changed when, hell. The, when the Wall
2: Nation attacked.
0: Yeah. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> oh, it's a good cool. Game. Yeah. Yeah, I that would have been fun. I'm I looking
2: forward to seeing... do love Stupid Flavor.
0: Right? That's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Magic's supposed to be fun. Not everything's got to be competitive. So when you just have fun brew ideas... Uh, you know, getting to see him play out is a ton of fun, especially when people are like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to kind of piggyback on your idea and then you can just kind of broaden the theme out like that. So yeah. it's a ton of fun. Well, speaking of commander, that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Oh, uh, so Excellent transition. You like that? Yeah. So Wizards has finally spoiled the full deck list for all four decks that are coming out this year and like we established after i confused the hell out of myself this year it's based around uh, four different mechanics (laughs) and so we're looking at morph we're looking at flashback we're looking at populate and we're looking at madness so i guess since that's the order they're listed at on this page i'm using as reference we're gonna start in and just go down in that order i said so faceless menace uh faceless menace Menace is first. Jesus, that's a mouthful. And uh <laughs> that would be that would be the morph deck. And so this is salti morph. So it's like one of my favorite color combinations to play in black, blue, green. And you know, the idea that we're gonna do here is just we're gonna pick out a couple cards, each of us a, a few cards from each of the decks that either we're excited to play or or wondering why they reprinted them or why they got printed in the first place. So you, it, the, the reviews could be positive or negative. It doesn't really matter. That's I'm going to you know, jump in and explain
2: my formatting because I misunderstood the homework assignment then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look at deck lists. I looked at the entire set of Commander 2019. And I went ahead and I had my Woot! list of things that I like that were reprinted and the meh for reprints. And then I have for new cards, my Woots and my Mez.
0: Well, there you go. I like that yeah. too.
2: So it's not, my,
0: my list it's, is not by deck. It's a, really so open, it's a really open, fluid discussion. I have no We're idea what's in. talking about Commander 2019. Yeah, I, I don't know matter. what's
2: in each deck individually because I'm just going, I'm eventually going to get two sets of each. One I will leave seal or like all together as the deck is and then the other full set I will just crack for singles and, you know, build and modify and make my own.
0: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I'm excited about uh, kind of right before we get into it from an overarching thing is as far as reprints are concerned, and I'm sure everyone's going to have something to say about this is, holy shit, there's a ton of crew from the Weatherlight back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh. It, it might be cool. It might be weird. I don't know. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the Morph deck first. This is called uh, Faceless Menace. Like I said, it's a Eye deck. And so it looks like each deck, if I'm not mistaken, has one Planeswalker in it, right? That is correct. That is correct, yes. yes. So... This one has uh, Vraska the Unseen. She has been reprinted from uh, Return to Ravnica, I believe. Yes. And and she's the planeswalker in this deck. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, last last year it was Planeswalkers who are your commanders, and then now they're printing planeswalkers, uh, they're they're not able to be commanders. So that I thought was kind of interesting, Chanel. Do you have any cards on your list that are morph cards?
2: Uh, no, but I think if Mythic Spoiler is Mythic Spoiler formatted in just each column as a deck list, let me check
1: here. Um, let me do this for you. Let's see if this works.
0: Yes, it is.
2: Okay.
1: There, I sent a link in the chat. That's he sent you the yeah. link in oh, the
2: chat. Okay, my computer is a decent distance from oh, me. but anyway.
1: Well, how, yes, do you, it is, how do you uh, work if you're on How can you be so I'm on far my away phone. From your computer? My computer
2: is on a separate table, and the mic is on a different table because I have a lengthy cable. The cable table. Oh, sure.
1: <laughs> when you get away from your computer, you sound <laughs> amazing. But when I do it, it sounds like I stood up and walked away for no discernible reason. <laughs> like,
0: what, like you're at your neighbor's house, fucking four houses down. <laughs> what, what the hell happened? Because to me? you don't understand how wireless
2: technology works, and I'm fine with analog technically because it's wired (laughs) anyway uh, from the first deck list then I do have a new card in my woot column as something I really really liked Uh, Sudden Substitution Uh, it is instant for 2 and 2 blue so 4 cmc it has split second and exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature then the spells controller may choose new targets for it I love the flavor of this card. I love the flavor text. I'm a big fan of the split-second mechanic, except for the fact that I have to make judge calls regularly in my store because players don't quite understand split-second. And they're like, hey, he's trying to do this, and then I did split-second, and then after that happened, he did other things. Well, yes, because after the spell's off the stack, they can still do things. It doesn't end the turn. And... (laughs) I don't know why, but there's a couple of players that just keep like, well, no. If I cast split second, you're not allowed to like do spells for like the rest of the game. I think.
0: Like, no, for just the rest no. of The game. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, you can never play magic again.
2: Split second. I knock your deck on the floor and I zoidberg away. That's what I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Thank you. But yes, it has it has uh, the the hands of a character summoning a small creature. With the uh, it has the traditional uh, most split second cards I believe all of them actually have that like zigzaggy line that shows the before and after the split second effect, and it's bow before the might of wait what, and this person's like summoning the most de- depressed looking hamster I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's very interesting art and I like it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I my favorite deck to play is my Thada Adele. I don't know, what are you guys playing? So, this is absolutely going in there so I can just start messing with people's spells, taking their things, and then swapping their things for their other things.
0: (laughs) I don't know, what are you playing? I don't know, what are you guys playing? (laughs) What about you, Teach? Is there anything that sticks out to you uh, from this deck?
1: Well, first of all, uh, I will say that this deck personally seems like the most fun uh, to me. Um, Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think... uh, think, uh, all the decks are are decent this time around um there's none of them that i looked at and said why is this a thing uh the madness one was that one at first but we'll talk about that when we get there so as far as this deck specifically i'm a big fan of the commander of Kadina slinking sorcerer that's the one for some reason it's not popping up here on my thing oh there you are
2: uh, oh, okay, otherwise I was going to read it off for oh, you. Nope, still not popping up. Kadena Slinking Sorcerer is a 3-3 legendary creature, Naga Wizard, for 1, a black, a green, and a blue. The first face-down creature you cast each turn costs 3 generic less to cast. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Yes. Yeah, she's an awesome
0: Morph Commander. So,
1: this... One card does uh, both of the things that I like to do best in a commander game, and that's uh, ramp. It ramps only one thing, and it's very specific. Uh, your first face-down creature spell you cast each turn, uh, but it makes your all your morph things free. So that, that's, that's ramp.
2: Well, it makes the first morph thing The free.
1: first morph thing free each turn, which is also something that yeah. I like to see. So if you have, like, Vidalkan Ori or Leyline of Anticipation out, uh, you can cast a morph creature for free during everyone else's turn. And then the other thing I like is uh, the card draw. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. Uh, That means your morph cards. That means uh, anything that you do, like, I think, what's it called? That card that I like. Uh, Reality Shift. Is that what it is? Yeah, Reality Shift is in the deck. I love that card. Exile target creature. Its controller manifests the top card of his library. Uh, you can use that defensively against somebody else's creature, or you can use it on your own. If the creature you're gonna creature you have is gonna die anyway, you can use Reality Shift to exile it your, uh, yourself. Manifest the top card of your library might be another uh, creature that you can unmorph later but that also counts as a face-down card entering the battlefield under your control and that'll draw you a card. And before I say this next part, I want to read this card here. Nope, that doesn't count, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this deck also has Vesuvian uh, Shapeshifter in it, which also doesn't count. God, I'm bad at this game.
0: Let's. No, but reading about Vesuvan Shapeshifter is what brought me back to the Pickles combo. <laughs> what we yes. were talking about, this stuff is they were being spoiled, and how you can just completely lock your opponent out of the game uh, with Vesuvan Shapeshifter. And um, God, what was the other half of that? What's the card that doesn't let you? It it, it prevents your opponents from untapping. Oh, um, the
2: Brine
0: uh, Brineborn Elemental. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's the one.
2: (laughs) And your stupid pickles thing, it's like pickles are made with brine. Brine elemental. Well, there's more to it
0: than that. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly.
1: Um, There's a card I'm thinking of. I'll have to, when I'm done talking, try to find it. Because I don't actually think it's in the deck. It's something that I thought of, like something to add to the deck.
0: Sure. But anyway. There There are two cards that kind of popped out to me. And I believe they're both... Newly printed. I don't think any of the. I don't think either of my reprints. And uh, one of them is. You know, I had mentioned that a lot of the characters from the Weatherlight Saga are getting cards in this this uh, Commander collection. And one of them in this deck is Volrath, the Shape Stealer. So he's a shapeshifter. He's a seven five for two generic, a black, a green, and a blue. At the beginning of combat on your turn put a minus one minus one counter on up to one target creature so you have the option to do so and then for one generic until your next turn volrath the shape stealer becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it except it's seven five and has this ability so i think that's a pretty cool card that will be fun to kind of see the different ways people break it and i just like Volrath's character as well so i i thought that was pretty cool but The other one that I'm really interested about is Clark Grismold, The Dead Sower. So that was my National Lampoon's joke right was, <laughs> I was, was going to say, I don't remember seeing that card. Oh, I remember. Yeah, no. Gr- Gr- Grismold sounds a lot like Griswold. So, uh, yeah, no. So, Grismold the Dreadsower, he is a troll shaman. He's a 3 3 four, one generic, a black, and a green. He's got trample. At the beginning of your end step, each player creates a 1 1 green plant creature token. Whenever a creature token dies, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on Grismold the Dread- Dreadsower. So, not only is it just whenever like one of your plant creature tokens dies, it's whenever any creature token dies. And a lot of th- one of the things that you see in a lot of EDH decks uh, are tokens. So I think that this guy is going to be able to generate a lot of value. And uh, obviously, he's one of the supplemental commanders in the deck. You know, like Teach had mentioned earlier, the the leader of the deck um, as as built as Kadena Linking Sorcerer. But uh, Grismold is a legendary creature, so he can be a commander and. Even if he dies for three total mana uh, to start with, he's able to be brought back relatively cheap early and often. So I just think that that's a cool card that that could be a lot of fun to build around. Especially if you think about some of the cards that came out with like Dominaria with uh, you know Slimefoot. I was and just gonna say this guy feels like, like he just
2: barely missed the cut for this current standard with uh, all the Golgari stuff and like the Thousand Eyes like Beetlemaker Lady.
0: Yeah, Azoni Thousand Eye. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. So I think he's really cool, and I'm really looking forward to to playing him. And I guess the the reprint in this deck that I'm most excited for, and we kind of touched on this uh, together, is uh, Ixadron. I was I think I said when it was the mechanic was spoiled before the deck list, I said I really hope that they don't make a morph deck without reprinting Ixadron. and they made me very happy, and they reprinted Ixadron. So. Ixidron is a uh, star star creature illusion for three generic and two blue. As Ixidron enters the battlefield, turn all other non-token creatures face down. their are two two creatures. Ixidron's power and toughness are equal to each of the are, are equal to the number of face down creatures on the battlefield. So uh, he is he is his power and toughness is built off of your your unmorphed creatures, right? Or uh, every or would they technically be morphed?
2: Every basically all creatures on the board. Right. But right. around your unmorphed as well,
0: right? And yeah, sorry, I didn't mean your like, uh, cause you're right. It's it's all on the battlefield. He flips everything. Um, yeah, not he's just yours, so. he's
2: an annoying type of board wipe in that he just makes creatures harder to use without getting them into a zone where you can't recur them.
1: I love X right. for that reason exactly. Yeah. I've been <laughs> yep. You sound so it's, sad. Kill my creatures.
2: I'll reanimate. <laughs> it's it's so annoying to deal with because unless the creature has you know morph, they're just stuck that yeah. way. But see, and then there's in EDH there's always the well if my commander's face down, do I hit you? Yes, it's still commander damage. Can I shuffle my cards? Just shut up and play <laughs> the game.
1: Uh, no, by the way, you can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's just shut up.
1: You can't. Um, I <laughs> uh, in in uh uh I forgot what I was gonna say. I forgot the transition I was gonna use. But basically, the reason I like Ixodron as a commander, yes, it's kind of annoying, but it's also a board wipe that's hard to get around. There's a lot of hate out there for Cyclonic Rift,
2: and justifiably uh, so.
1: I disagree with you on that. Um, I love <laughs> Cyclonic Rift. I think the hate comes from the people who play against opponents who don't use Cyclonic Rift correctly. If you're going to use Cyclonic Rift just to be a jerk, just to wipe the board uh, for no other purpose than to say, I have everything and you have nothing, that's a terrible way to play the game, as opposed to using Cyclonic Rift, like, defensively. I won't use Cyclonic Rift, I won't overload it unless someone is attacking me and it's detrimental to the game, because then people don't feel as bad. He's, if, if he didn't do that, he would lose. So I get it now. No.
2: So you want to win with a overpowered card, but make sure everyone doesn't hate you for it. Yes. But that. But you're still winning the game and using an overpowered card. Nah,
1: no nah, no. Nah. The point I was. Trying- <laughs> nah. nah, nah.
2: <laughs> it'll it'll take a little bit more effort before I'm in the. Well, he was just winning the game defensively, no, so I, I guess I can't be
1: I, mad. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, uh, <laughs> the reason I bring that up though is, Cyclonic uh, Rift is used because. It's, it's one of those board wipes that doesn't destroy everything, or one of those that doesn't deal damage to everything, like Blasphemous Act. Yeah,
2: and depending on the deck you're running uh, running with it, if you get rifted, if you have enough rocks and other stuff that are now in your hand, you can reestablish board state in, like, two turns. Yes,
1: but my, my, my point is that there's so many things out there that are indestructible that I've been trying to find different kinds of board wipes to use so that not every single board wipe I use is uh, destroy all creatures or deal damage to all these creatures Um, and Ixodron is one of those where everyone still has creatures they're all still face down it's annoying because you can't unmorph them unless they have that ability on them but at the same time I've got a slight advantage over everybody else because I still have one giant creature uh, depending on how many other creatures are out there and yes, it, it, it might be annoying, but it's a it's a different kind of board wipe that I enjoy playing with.
2: I expected you to say, but it's a different kind of annoying, so it's okay. <laughs> as long no, as I... each annoying experience is unique, well, then it's not bad, because <laughs> you're learning so
1: something. <laughs> Correct. That's
0: funny. Yeah, no, I, uh, I guess there's only one other card that I wanted to mention from this Seedborne deck in Muse? particular. No. Actually, now. Oh my
2: God! This... Seedborn Muse absolutely needed a reprint, yes. and this is the perfect place That's for it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's it it's been too too long gone from regular print, and the supply has not been like it. It it should be in almost every single EDH deck that can run it. It's becoming a staple in so many people's lists. And as somebody who does their best to try and find and get cards for everyone's list, Seaborn Muse, I've had like three or four people looking for for them for the longest time. And a few weeks ago, uh, I ended up cutting somebody a deal on a foil Seaborn Muse because that was the only one I had in the store, so I felt bad. And now that there's new ones available, that will be a great opportunity
0: for the people who couldn't shell out, you know, the absurd amount of money for this hard-to-find card. It was last reprinted in Battle Bond, right? And then before that, I don't even know when the hell. Yeah, it was but
2: Battle printed. Bond wasn't printed as much as it, or it wasn't opened as oh, much. No, as it it was, oh no, it should have been right, Bond? and it was super limited run too. Wasn't I it? I don't think it was in Battle I Bond. Think, but I, I know it was tenth edition. Yeah, and I think that's like pretty. what S- Seedborn Muse. No, if no. it was tenth, it had Battle to be Bond. before then.
1: Yeah. She, yeah, Nelson was right.
2: Okay, okay but either way. Uh, yeah, not no, I, I agree.
0: It's a great, it's a great too reprint. It's... Too
2: expensive of a card, yeah. And now that everyone just lost uh, Paradox Engine, it's good that there's more copies of things out there that are, you know, not as bad but just as effective. Right, Paradox Engine Lite,
0: basically. Yeah, no, I think that's a great reprint. I just had one other new card that I was really enamored by. At least I think it's a new card. Maybe I'm wrong and you guys can uh, correct me. if I was going to be like Tej.
2: Man, I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on this new card. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, is like the 15th <laughs> time it's
0: been printed. <laughs> yeah, it uh, might be. New uh, artwork. Thoughts-
2: ass. Is, <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is rabbit Bite didn't have part? No. Thought Sponge is new. And okay, rabbit Bite did thought. not have new artwork. I know. I'm excited
0: for Thought Sponge. <laughs> and Rabbit Bite yes no thought sponge is a it's a sponge it's a 1-1 sponge for three generic and a blue but the cool thing is it has flash and enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the greatest number of cards an opponent an opponent has drawn this turn when thunge i thought jesus christ when (laughs) thought sponge dies draw cards equal to its power so I just think with as much card draw is in EDH, uh, that that's a really fun card, potentially. Again, this could be another card where, you know, uh, TJ always preaches against the kind of the uh, perils of holding onto a card for too long, trying to wait for the right moment. And I think that this is a card that because it has flash and because you're like, ooh, I get the most value out of it, the more cards someone draws, it could cause you to uh, potentially misplay or hang on to it longer than you need to but i still think it's a pretty cool card with pretty cool potential and i'm just kind of excited to see where it goes from here see
1: you can you can flash it in you can get all the plus and one, plus one counters on it then you can strategically block something so that it dies and you draw cards maybe kill their their creature and when you do that you can ask your opponent or tell your opponent rather that this was sponge worthy. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Kids like Seinfeld, right? Hell yeah. yeah I hate Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just
1: aware of that reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to move on to the next deck or we're going to run we're going to get think our two I'm, decks I think I am leaving the time. podcast like yeah. I just after that <laughs> the entire fucking
2: just guys <laughs> is not been fun. I never want to talk to you again. Oh.
0: Ooh, man, that's brutal. I told
1: you I was going to like that joke, Nelson. But no, you forced <laughs> me to say it.
0: I did. I'm sorry. I, I made you do it. So the second deck is Flashback. This is Jess Guy. So it's uh, blue, red, white. And the new commander in this deck is Savine the Con- uh, Chronoclasm. Chronoclasm. Whatever. Chronoclasm, Chronoclasm. No, 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 <laughs> Chronoclasm. Uh, sim- chronoclasm. <laughs> simulacrum. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, so this is a wizard. It's a 2-2 wizard for two generic, a blue, a red, and a white. Uh, prevent all damage that will be dealt to Savine. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So obviously this commander was made specifically for flashback because that's a pretty badass second ability. So I guess I'll uh, start with you guys. What uh, what stands out to you as, as cool or as, you know, not so cool uh, in this deck? I really like
2: Elsha of the Infinite, yes. one of the alternate commanders for this. Yes, In fact, going through, it's Elsha of the Infinite is on my Woot list for new stuff out of this one, and then immediately below it on uh, Mythic Spoiler, Pramicon Sky Rampart is on my meh list. <laughs> like, I just... The fact I love Elsha of the Infinite so much, it's, it's a 3-3 legendary creature, Jin Monk, for blue red and white uh it has prowess you may look at the top card of your library at any time and you may cast the top card of your library if it's a non-creature non-land card and you can cast it as a head flash so it it is a sweet jeskai commander that lets you just spell sling and hit your opponent in the face with a massive massive monk which i always appreciate nelson you know my DD style and then the other alternate commander is just a big, dumb wall with a goofy un-effect.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it was like they did... Okay, Chroniclasm, I'd, I'd, I'd say that one is pretty balanced because it's only the first spell that you flash back or otherwise cast from your graveyard you can copy. So it, he's pretty reasonable. He's hard to deal with not being able to take damage at all from any sources. Uh, the monk is just fantastic. And then, hey, it's a legendary creature, Wall. So... Like my only my only redeeming uh, option for this is if somebody makes this their commander and then their only goal is to win through commander damage. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, it's just a big dumb wall.
0: Well, and for clarification, Pramicon Sky Rampart. It's a one five legendary wall for a blue, a red, and a white. It is flying and defender. As it enters the battlefield, choose left or right. Each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction, and planeswalker's controlled by that opponent. So suddenly your game of magic has turned into a very specific game of Uno.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this deck uh was the 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 first deck where I looked at cards in there and I started questioning who built these decks why are these cards in there one of them was 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 primacon why i don't uh why let's i don't i don't it's i'm sure it's fun for someone so if it's fun for you i'm not i I don't want to poo-poo your idea of fun that's not what i'm here for that's i don't it's not who i want to be but it doesn't that doesn't what does that have to do with flashback nothing
2: yeah it's they just right. wanted to get a card into EDH, and they snuck it in there because they couldn't think of anything else. Right. Cool.
1: Um, and then another thing: uh, Ral Zarek is the planeswalker from this deck. Why? Well, <laughs> I, I I get, I get that every deck needs to have a planeswalker, uh, but you can choose your planeswalkers a little, you know, uh, put a little more thought in them. Is 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 Ral Zarek like needed in Modern? I, are there decks out there that want Ral Zarek that, that I'm not aware of in Modern? Because I can't think of anyone who, who who's crying out for a reprint of Ral Zarek. And I get that the, the coin flipping for extra turns is, is, is fun. Uh, if you like flipping coins and leaving things up to chance like that, that's fine. Why is it in a flashback deck? Oh, no, flashback's the right word, right? Yeah, no, oh, you're man. right. Um, it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. I felt like I mispronounced flashback. <laughs> The only reason it's here is because it's the only red blue deck, Uh, and 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 no other reason why there needs to be a a flashback. Uh, Yeah, it feels a little forced. So, and a lot. I mean, a lot of these. The entire deck isn't made for flashback, like uh, uh, Talrand, I guess a little bit, I suppose, and and Khasinistrosaris as well. So that's a bad example. But like Ghostly Prison, that's not. That's a good card. I'm happy to see that one back. But not in the flashback deck. That doesn't need to be there. It's just little things like that. Uh, and I don't have uh, uh, like too many complaints about this one. Like as far as complaints go with what's in the set, these are the, the the least on the list. I've got a I've got a complaint later in the in the podcast for you all. So sit back <laughs> for that one.
2: <laughs> Brace, <laughs> yourselves. Brace yourselves, Teej will becoming You're at gonna, your gonna want to be ready when Teej starts <laughs> complaining. <laughs>
0: I don't and know. You'll know when it
1: starts. <laughs> you will know.
0: <laughs> if I had to pick another why for this deck, uh, I guess I'm kind of curious why, in a flashback deck, they decided to reprint Zatulpa Primal Dawn. <laughs> I mean, okay. That one. <laughs> yeah. I, uh. I mean, it's not a bad card, but I'm just like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no, you are absolutely correct. For some reason, I was thinking That's that was the. the
0: it, no, it's one of the elder dinosaurs from Ixalan. Yeah. It's the white one. Uh, so that's a uh, for six generic and uh, two white. It's a it's a four eight flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible. And like you said, Teej, uh to me, Itali would have made more sense here, right? But that's the red one, right? Um, that the Itali is the, is that the one is the that one. yeah that you yep, can Itali, cast stuff off the top
2: of everyone else's deck when it attacks. When it yeah, see so that
1: one. That one makes more sense because you're you're casting. Uh, instance or sorceries, so it, it it fits with the theme a little bit more. You, uh, you are potentially casting instances of sorceries, uh, but you have a higher chance of of casting an instant or sorcery off off that than you do off of Zatulba.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So Atali, uh, just for clarification, he's a six six. Uh, for 4 generic and 2 red. And whenever a Tally Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. So, like, you know, to me, that just makes more sense. If you're going to reprint one of the Elder Dinosaurs from Rivals of Ixalan, that one makes more sense to me than Zatulpa in this deck. So, Agreed. Um, I, I, like I said, it's not terrible, you know, uh, but I just think that maybe there could have been something better in that slot i guess uh, yeah is how i put it but
2: uh yeah. faithful Slooting with the uh, idw promo art was really cool to see in that they list.
1: did they did a lot of that for the commanders though like alternate uh alternate promo arts for for cards uh, mm-hmm. which i think is cool
2: which for those that don't know faithful Slooting there was a promo with uh dak faden that you could only get if you bought the comic book which oh, interesting! I liked that uh, they did that, but I didn't like that I couldn't get comic books at that point. But
0: yeah, I, I like seeing that reprinted here. Yeah,
2: well, but just the fact that like wizards used to do that, like sneak you know stuff into magazines, into books. Like what is it? Uh, arena or yeah, is it arena? That was like a just just available through a book, or something. Phyrexian arena? No, 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 no. no. There were there were a few cards that uh, they like put out just promo versions of. But years and years and years ago when magic was still you know in, in, the, in the late 90s, uh, magic used to have promos like in just random, not specifically magic things, which were kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I remember, too, you could get them uh, with, like, Duelist and Inquest magazine, too, way back in the day. Uh, sometimes they'd be, like, you know, cards you could play with, and sometimes they'd be giant oversized cards. Like, I remember I had a huge fucking oversized uh, Jester's cap from Ice Age that was, you know, the size of the magazine because it was shrink-wrapped with it and stuff. So I have
2: a giant Chaos Orb, which is oh, just nice. fantastic. That is fantastic. I have
1: the uh, the promo Jace Beleren from uh, the novel.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, there was
1: a... So go on.
0: Oh, sorry, nope, I didn't mean to fine. cut you off.
1: It wasn't important.
0: I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask if there was anything else you guys wanted to cover from that Jeskai deck. No, I'm good. Oh, I don't think I even uh, said before. That's called Mystic Intellect because you know everything's got to have a real sexy cool name. So, so yeah. Uh, now we're moving on to Primal Genesis for the sexy cool name. Uh, this one is the Populate deck. It is in Naya colors, so it's uh, red, green, and white, and the. The Well, I think this is going to be a source of discussion here, uh, potentially, so I'm going to lay off the Planeswalker included with this for right now. But the commander, the new commander that was printed specifically for this, is, how would you guys pronounce this? Girid? guy Uh, Girid uh, is how I would say it. Yeah, Girid Conclave Exile. So he's a 2-5 human shaman Possibly for two generic. Possibly Girid. Could be. For two generic, a red, a green, and a white, and uh, when he enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 green rhino creature token with trample, and whenever gear it attacks, populate. The token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, again, if for those who don't know, uh, to populate, create a token that's a copy of a creature token you control, so you get to pick as long as it's a token, you can create a copy of it. So that's what Populate is. I think he's a pretty cool commander. I I, I like him. What do you guys Reading, think, Chanel?
2: <laughs> he's okay. I don't like. I already have a Populate deck, and it's green white, and I run Trostani. I don't see really the need to splash red and change out from Trostani to Juredd Conclave Exile. I mean, I like that he creates a a, a creature right away, but. He's a two-five that has to attack to actually populate, versus Trostani just tap and or pay tap and activate. I'm uh, I like Trostani better. <laughs> what bad. do you think, Teach?
1: So this deck didn't excite me. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad deck, but as previously mentioned in the show, um, I have a token deck, a Naya token deck, and when you have tokens, uh, you have two strategies to choose from. You can either go wide or go tall and uh, I'm the go-wide kind of token player. I don't want to have one token, uh, make it as big as possible, and then have it removed with a, with, with a removal spell, uh, or death touched, and then suddenly everything I've been working for is gone. Uh, the populate deck is a little different uh, because you make one token that you really like, and then you populate it. You make more and more and more of that one token, uh, but to me personally, using resources to make one token is, a, is not the way that I want to play tokens. Uh, in my deck, I have one card that makes a bunch of tokens at once instead of uh, one card that makes one copy of a token that I already have. Uh, and, you, and you still have to have the token when it comes time to populate because if you don't have a token then your populate does nothing. So this specific deck did not excite me. That being said, I don't necessarily know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pay too much attention to this one because it's 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 a Naya token deck. I already have one of those, so I was more excited to see what it was in everything else's, uh, But I did. I did uh, uh, see some of the things. I understand what the deck is trying to do. I don't know if it's uh, if it's good or not. I know that there are a lot of cards in here that i like to see uh cultivates and explores and far seeks uh harmonize is a great card beast within is yeah beast within is always a good card uh and that fits with the populate to- uh theme uh just like reality shift uh you can use it to get rid of an opponent's thing but if you have a thing that's already going to die beast within it yourself and then you get a three three beast out of it that you can populate later uh these are some of the choices that 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 you have to make with this sort of deck and these are fun choices to make, it's it's thinking outside the box, it's playing cards differently than you would otherwise. Mimic Vat is also a reprint in this deck that I, that's exciting to see, and that's a great card to use, populate, because Mimic Vat can take anything going to the graveyard. Suddenly you're populating Consecrated Sphinxes. And then the, of all the things in the deck to populate, that's probably one of the best things you can get. Assuming, of course, your opponent has a, a, a Consecrated Sphinx, there isn't one in this deck, because that is a blue card, and that is illegal.
0: <laughs> right, he does not fit the he color scheme. No matter how badly Schnell may want him right. to. Right. So because he's a Sphinx.
1: That's all I have to say about this deck without I have my Masterpiece
2: Consecrated Sphinx already, so it's... I, guess, I forgot the, you had one of those. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, And I got um, it before it spiked, too, so that was good.
0: <laughs> nice. One of the cards, speaking of Teach, uh, one of the reprints that I like uh, specifically for Populate in this deck is Felden of the Third Path. So yes. we last saw him reprinted in, I believe, the Duretti deck, uh, which was, I don't remember what year that was, uh, built from scrap or whatever it was called, and then uh, reprinted in Commander Anthology 2, which that came out a couple of years ago. But anyway, uh, Felden is a 2 3 human artificer for one generic <laughs> artificer, artificer. Artificer. However, you want to. Yeah. Artificer, I always said. I don't know. <laughs> i'm trying to read and not think and my brain's (laughs) broken uh yeah no so felden uh one generic two red and for two generic and a red tap him and create a token that's a copy of target creature card in your graveyard except it's an artifact in addition to its other types it gains haste sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step so built into felden's ability is a nice uh, callback to the artifact felden's cane so anyway, plus his story is just fucking tragic, and I think he's a great character. If you don't know the lore on Felden, look it up sometime. It's a lot of fun. And actually, as we're talking about this deck specifically and uh, Ghirid and whether or not he's worth it, I, I don't think he's a bad card, but I think I'm also a little more excited if I were to try to run something from one of the the commanders in this deck, I might be more apt to go for uh, Marisi, Breaker of the Coil. So that's uh, one of the alternate commanders. It's a 5-4 Cat Warrior for one generic, a red, a green, and a white your opponents can't cast spells during combat and whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, goad each creature that player controls. Yeah, so so like that I'm just happy that, that goad is back, right? <laughs> uh, until your next turn, those creatures attack each combat if able and attack a player other than you if able. So if you can get that damage in, uh, you force your opponents to attack your other opponents and maybe get some, some stuff wiped off the board or get some damage in um, elsewhere. So it's cool to see goad back and I think that that guy's cool and and has a little more potential
2: uh can we take two seconds and just talk about how dumb tangarth first
0: mate is i was just gonna say that same thing as he I'm scrolling down. is a He's garbage
2: a- card with stupid art and i i like tangarth in the story from what i've read and yep. This is just really bad.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and you know what? We didn't even talk about Gerard in the previous deck. He's in the Jeskai deck. That art's pretty cool, though. I like how the his, art is like, cool. Allies are in. in the, the ability
2: background. is neat as just an anti board wipe guy.
0: He also feels a little bit out of place, though, in that in that deck. I agree. Uh, I feel like he does not really fit in that deck. And yeah, so he's a three-three first strike for two generic red and a white. And when Gerard, Weatherlight Hero, dies, exile it, and return to the battlefield, all artifact and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. So like you said, uh, he is board wipe um, kind of insurance. Uh, But yeah, feels kind of shoved into the flashback deck. Uh, Cool card, but not really sure that it fits with the overarching theme of that deck
2: yeah i like so, him in
0: the art. i just don't like him in that deck uh before we move on to the final deck i do want to mention the planeswalker here in this uh, uh, deck. <laughs> uh <laughs> it, it feels like a big miss <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if Tej was being sarcastic or if he's agreeing nope, with me that's
1: how i feel <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it feels like a big fucking swing and a miss here. Uh, so the planeswalker that's actually in the deck is, uh, Garuk Primal Hunter. So that's the, uh, the, Garuk that's two generic and three green, comes in with three loyalty counters. Uh, you can plus one him to create a green 3-3 uh, three, three green beast creature token. You can uh, minus three him to draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. And his ultimate for minus six, create a 6-6 six, six green worm creature token for each land you control. Now, he does generate tokens. However, I feel like he is the wrong planeswalker uh, for this deck, even if they wanted to stick with with garuk uh Tiege, why don't you tell us <laughs> your thoughts okay <coughs> excuse me <laughs> is everybody sitting down he's so angry
2: that he's choking on his own anger right now
1: uh garuk primal hunter is not a bad card it's not it it's not the best but it does It does a couple things that... I should. Le- it does one thing. Uh, draw cards equal to the greatest <laughs> power among creatures you control is a good ability. Uh, the problem is, this is a Planeswalker. You're spending 5 mana for a 3 loyalty Planeswalker. And if you want to draw cards, you're killing your Garruk right away in order to do so. That's okay. There's uh, some other spells in green that do the same thing. Draw cards equal to the power of target creature you control or um, even Shamanic Revelation, which I think is in this deck. Yeah, there it is. It is Another in Another 5 yeah. mana draw spell uh, you draw a card for each creature you control. So it's not a bad way to spend 5 mana. That being said, this is a 3 color deck. You need 3 green to play Gura Primal Hunter. Um... And this is a populate deck. The idea is to make tokens. Uh, so, if you're going to have a, a Garuk that makes tokens, Garuk Wildspeaker, I think, is the way to go. Garuk Wildspeaker is my favorite green Planeswalker, quite possibly my favorite Planeswalker card in the game. All three abilities are relevant for a token deck. I run one in my token deck. Plus one, you add. Uh, you untap up to two lands. Uh, that's mana ramp. Minus, you make a token, uh, and then uh, his 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 limit break is an overrun. You give everything plus three, plus three, and trample. That's a great way to end the game.
0: I love that you called his ultimate a limit break. Yeah, most people just say ult, nope. and then his limit I hate break.
1: That. It's a limit break. It's a limit break. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Yes, I've been calling them limit breaks since day one.
0: Fuck yeah, I love that I'm going to use. I'm gonna steal that Go too Just like I stole Don't Drink and Scribe Go
1: for it. <laughs> um, So if you want to have a, a, a Garuk in the deck Wild Speaker is much better than Primal Hunter um, However This was the other deck Where I looked at a card Or I looked at the list and I said Why? Why is this here? Uh, I don't understand why Garuk is here I looked at this deck And the first Planeswalker I thought of Was Xenogos the Reveler this does everything that you. This does everything that the that this deck wants to do. Uh, Xenagos the Reveler is two a red and a green, three loyalty planeswalker uh, plus one. Add X mana and any combination of red or uh, and or green to your mana pool, where X is the number of creatures you control. You're making tokens uh, with your with your populates. So you're going to have a lot of creatures out there. This is your mana ramp zero loyalty put a 2-2 red and green satyr creature token with haste onto the battlefield there's your token generation yes it's only a 2-2 but you need a token on the battlefield if you want to populate stuff this is a way to get a token out for free uh and then minus six exile the top seven cards of your library you may put any number of creature and or land cards from among them onto the battlefield that's a good way seven cards is a lot uh, and this is a good way to get all your uh, creatures out. There are 18 creatures in the deck, so it's not a it's not a high number, but you're most likely going to hit something. Plus 39 lands. All of these decks have 39 or 40 lands in them. So Xenagos is going to get you something. And I think that Xenagos is a much better fit for this token deck than Garuk Primal Hunter is. As soon as I saw Primal Hunter, the first two cards I thought of were Xenagos and then wi- or Wildspeaker first, then Xenagos. Uh, because I always go to Wildspeaker when I'm talking about a green deck, uh, but those right there are two cards.
2: That's an auto include from Tj's High Mind. <laughs> auto include, <laughs> right? right? Uh, those
1: are but those are two cards uh, that are much better than Primal Hunter, which makes me again ask, who's asking for more Garook Primal Hunters? In anyone? <laughs> I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm legitimately asking uh, you two, and I'm asking... <laughs> Call
2: in today and ask
1: for your Primal Hunter who, immediately. Who is asking for more Primal Hunters? Uh, if if
0: uh, I am not. If
1: all they wanted to do was throw a Planeswalker in the deck, and you don't want to get something overpowered or expensive, Wildspeaker or Xenagos are the way to go. Uh, I have Xenagos at $4.07 right now. I think Speaker's a little pricier than that uh yeah not much eight dollars i would guess yeah eight, $8. how much 880 oh, okay. for a lorewin one
2: uh, i'm good at guessing prices. seven for
1: 2010 seven for 2011 uh seven from yes. Canada. so between seven and eight dollars and that's not too uh that's not too expensive um no primal hunter is also, yeah, six dollars. So I mean, the value is there, but again, it doesn't fit as well as other planeswalkers do. So I would like to sit down with who put this deck list together and be like, "Look, why?
2: <laughs> why?" <laughs> before yeah. before we before we towel teach off and move on to the next deck list, <laughs> I just want to say, uh, "Full flowering." I'm absolutely taking this and putting it in my populate deck. It is. XX and green sorcery populate X times. Yeah, that card's awesome. Fantastic spell. Also, Orin Frostfang. A 2-6 snow creature snake for 5 mana, 3 and 2 green. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. This thing is Phenomenal! If you've ever played Populate or just token creature spam, you know you're swinging with just a ton of guys, and they're usually just small and getting chumped a lot. This means they're not going to get chumped as much, but people have to, otherwise they're giving you massive card advantage. This thing is fantastic in tokens, and this should be a legendary creature, so I can have it be a general all by itself. Yeah, I agree. I really like that card a lot. Uh, plus, snow creature. Because why not? They just printed a ton of snow interaction. Why not give us a few more random snow? Cre- Are there any other snow creatures in this? Uh, in these deck lists? Now I, I, I have that's to check,
1: the only but- one.
0: I was gonna yeah. say I believe that might be the only one. Uh, uh, there's only there's one reprint that it's just a guilty pleasure for me because it's like a part of the lore and storyline that I like the most. I was happy to see uh, Phyrexian Rebirth reprinted in this deck just because uh, it's. I just like it as a board wipe because it's so flavorful uh, when you think about it. So for four generic and two white, destroy all creatures, then create an XX colorless horror artifact creature token where X is the number of creatures destroyed this way. So if that thing resolves, I just really like it flavor-wise with the whole Phyrexian um, you know, invasion and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So.
2: Plus they finally they finally gave us more lightning greaves instead of swiftfoot boots. They did. Yeah, that's that was good to see too yes. actually.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. I am very happy. And actually, I believe lightning greaves has new alternate art, doesn't yep. it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I really it? like I the, new, uh, the new alternate art. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Yeah, you they should, they uh,
2: zoomed uh, in on uh, the flash's legs and just used that as the art. <laughs> yep basically <laughs> no uh, wh- like that. that's the other thing and across the board it. I was very excited that like it's it's a double edged sword but uh, Sol Ring, Thren Dynamo, Ash Ash Barons in every single deck and they are you know absolutely needed for every single EDH deck and Sol Ring is averaging like five bucks a piece and it has a billion printings and it should not be that much But because every single deck needs one and runs one, everyone always hangs on to them. So it's one of those, yeah, there's trillions of them out there, but for everyone that exists, there's an EDH deck that's just magically forming around it. So you need to go buy more four more EDHs. They are EDH seeds. You plant them and then just get a deck later that week. Right. Exactly. Now, yeah. that being, Ash Barons makes me excited because Pauper is now a thing and Ash Barons is fantastic in Pauper. Uh, and that needed more reprints. Since
1: you brought up Sol Ring um, yes. I'm just going to say this very quickly and then move on. Why do we need a Zorius Locket? Why do we need it Locket? Why do we need any of those terrible, terrible Mana Ramp cards? Uh, when you can have better things, such as Arcane Signet, which should have been in every single one of these
0: decks.
2: Yeah, but, but at the they same time, a way
0: to sell those brawl uh, decks.
2: <laughs> not, o- not only that, you don't want a deck that's just perfect out of the box because, as a player of Magic, the biggest thing you do is making decisions and evaluating things yourself and deciding hey, this one is better than that one. I'm going to make the upgrade. Uh, I think there was a a friggin' Talarian Academy thing where the professor got a super shitty preview card from a few sets ago and basically did the whole, well, if there weren't bad cards, players wouldn't learn. And this is one of those situations where it's, yes, they need to make garbage cards because otherwise power creep, and otherwise people wouldn't be able to go, hey, maybe I should run this one instead of that one. Nope. So it helps, it helps the players and it forces them to actually make some decisions and alterations and maybe support their LGS by buying some upgrades for these decks right out of the box. I
1: agree with you 100%. Damn it. <laughs> However, I still, I'm still going to stand by uh, even the Rakdos deck that we're going to talk about has a Rakdos locket in it. That easily could have been an Arcane Signet uh, because uh, the idea, people more people are going to buy these products if they have things like Arcane Signet in them. Yes, maybe they just wanted them to sell Brawl Packs, but Arcane Signet is strong enough as a card where people uh, are going to buy those Brawl Packs anyway. People are going to buy these Commander decks anyway. Uh, plus, I mentioned earlier, every deck has 39 or 40 lands in it. Take one of those lands out and throw in an Arcane Signet. I mean, it's not optimized. It's just another good card that someone in R and D should have had. And I don't even think it's R and D's fault. I think this is Hasbro's fault. But somebody, somebody should have had the foresight to be like, this is a really good card. It's gonna uh, spike on the second secondary market. Uh, we need to get as many of these out there as possible. So the end.
0: Okay. No. All, All right. On. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we're running up on time anyway. So the final deck is uh, as as. Mentioned already, it's Rakdos colors, so it's red and black. And this is Madness. Uh, I believe this one is called <laughs> Merciless Rage. I'm sorry, this is Sparta. <laughs> and the the <laughs> planeswalker the planeswalker in this deck is Obnixilus Reignited.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on here because you're awkwardly trailing off. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this deck list has the most extremes for just holy shit, that's cool. And eh, why why why, <laughs> uh, like just going down the three legendary options? I like all of them. Yes. All of them. Graven, yes. Chainer, Angie, Falconrath. Is that? Yeah. Or is, is it, it An-
0: Angie? Uh, Anje. Uh,
1: I've heard Anye. but I also okay. I, I, it reads like Angie.
2: It does. Uh,
0: but yeah, my guess would be Anya.
2: Yeah. So all three legendaries are just fantastic options for decks in themselves. Regardless if you run Madness, they just seem cool. And then you go down and you get Soul of Innistrad. Soul of Innistrad, (laughs) it sucked when it was new. And they did promotional materials with the Soul of Zendikar and Soul of Innistrad, where uh, game stores literally had to and somehow couldn't give them away. Bone Miser, the new the the waste the waste nut is my my ongoing joke for that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, the waste nut character. Yeah, waste not for you is awesome. Yeah, uh, I
0: really like that card. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just there's there's so many really good things in this deck, and then stuff like Aeon Engine which is the uno joke everyone's been making <laughs> the thing that enters the battlefield tap for its artifact for five mana you tap and exile it reverse the game's turn order yep. why well, because it's madness <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why yeah that's it was like let's make this super cool deck and then just throw a bunch of just hot garbage in there so it's not the most busted thing right out of the box
0: right. well and like Meteor Golem, seriously? What is this? The Spell Slinger <laughs> starter kit? I mean, yeah. you're gonna put a fucking Meteor Golem in a in a Commander Precon deck? Like, again, I, I understand power creep, and you kind of got to try to balance some stuff, but fucking Meteor
2: Golem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and or even uh, I guess it, and, and I know we kind of debated this earlier uh, in our chat between the three of us, but like, did Boneyard Parlay really need to be reprinted for this? Honestly, I don't think,
2: like, for for Commander products, since they're looking to sell product, I don't think they need to reprint or draw from the standard pool that's available at the time of the release.
1: Yeah, I agree with because that.
2: Because all of those cards are going to be readily available. They're not benefiting the community in any way by just throwing out another Plague Crafter or another Eldest Reborn. It's, yes, those are playable cards, but there are billions of them available and they've all tanked in value at this point because they're going to rotate in, You know, within the year within the next year don't, don't draw from the current standard pool around the time that items are going to be released. Give us old random crap. I don't care if it's garbage if it, you reprint something from like Judgment and throw it in there common or uncommon just as a placeholder. That will be neat to me to see old stuff with the new border but I don't I I hate seeing standard cards in sealed product like this.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and specifically, you know, you brought up the Eldest Reborn and I I like that card. I like that card in this deck, but also like you said, why are you pulling from the current standard pool? Like let me put that in if I want to. You know, I mean, again, I just feel like this is an opportunity to get some older stuff back into rotation if it needs to be or, or use that slot for something new Well, and, and because cool, it's
2: Commander, know? it doesn't put it into like you know, it it just lets people see more stuff, or at least right. it should, and it might get people interested in some of the older product. If it's, hey, is this a new card? Oh no, this one came out like twelve years ago. Oh, what else came out twelve years ago?
0: Right, exactly. Speaking of that's cards what that I assume all, all other Magic ago. players
2: sound like, by the way. <laughs> oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, one uh, one of the cards I'm really excited to see reprinted in this deck too is uh, Gath, Lord of the Vault. I'm glad he's back. Yes. I think he's an awesome card. I think he fits this deck very well, and I just uh, i think that's cool. Tej, what do you like from this deck? So
1: this deck, when I found out what the themes of all the decks were going to be, this one was the one that sounded least exciting to me at first. And then I decided that the flashback one sounded least exciting, and this was second least exciting. But then...
0: (laughs) But wait, there's Uh, more. But then I started.
2: Tej reads his journal daily entries until we got to today. (laughs) Dear diary, this is the worst.
1: No, I actually think that this deck might be the most skill intensive deck out of the four of them. I think the I I think the one uh, looks like the most fun to me. I think this one is deceptively uh, skill intensive in that to really maximize your your madness plays, you need to make sure you sequence things very, very carefully. This deck right out of the box, I think, is the one that that Uh, You wouldn't expect this from a black-red deck, but this one, I think, uh, uh, good players are going to take their time and play kind of slowly to make sure that they're sequencing everything out the way that they should be in order to optimize all of their plays. And that really interests me as a player. Just the idea that that a a deck with colors that are normally pretty straightforward and, and, and pretty hasty, no pun intended. Uh. Will actually make you make you take your time. Uh, think about all your plays. Um, this deck, this deck for uh, this deck is is one people aren't going to play right out of the box. Let me rephrase that. Start over. This is one people aren't going to play correctly right out of the box if they're not entirely sure what they're doing. Newer players are going to look at this and not see the synergies going on and are probably not going to be as drawn to this as they are the the Populate deck or the Morph deck.
2: Populate by far would be is is playing these, of the four decks it's playing an easy mode. Because the deck just does everything for you automatically. And
1: that's not a bad thing. Uh, I hope no one takes that as a put down.
2: Again, I have a Populate deck and it is my favorite thing to just sit there and go, cool, uh, I'm gonna turn this sideways and get more things yeah. and then turn them sideways. Yep. <laughs> like, right. playing playing the game on easy mode not everything has to be a, a legacy game skill level involvement where it's just you know, oh shit, how do I stack my triggers correctly? It's no, I want a lot of guys. I just want a lot of dudes on the field. I just want to just want to hit them with like 15 three three beasts. Right.
1: Uh, so I think this is the one I'm most excited to try. Uh, if we if we sit down and we do a, a, a pre-con thing um, I'm gonna secretly hope uh, to get this one out of all the four of them uh, and you guys uh, you guys don't tell anyone so they don't take it away from me okay
0: you got okay. it.
2: i I was just the one disappointment thing besides just the random garbage in here no faithful Slooting in this deck no that I saw no, yeah faithful Slooting was in the uh, only in the Whatever the second one we talked about was the Jess uh, guy. Flashback. The Jess
0: guy. Yeah, flashback. Yep. Yeah. Which makes sense. But uh, I suppose. It has the,
2: well, yes, but also sweet discard sweet outlet. Discard, but right. I mean, the commanders, the commanders do a fantastic job of being sweet discard oh, outlets. Definitely. And also, I need to preemptively complain about uh, Kyrick, oh. son of the augments, oh. showing up in every other game of EDH and just letting somebody like play out their deck and win from him hitting the field.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's sitting at like thirty bucks already. I think uh, I saw it today. What with that guy? Uh, and actually, just you bringing him up, and then Tej talking about the different, uh, you know, the the levels in this deck. And I think that two cards that illustrate it really well, as far as new cards, uh, uh, Crick is one of them, and then Greven Predator Captain uh, would be the <laughs> other. So since sorry, why are you? I, laughing?
1: I giggle every time I hear Predator Captain.
2: Sorry. Ahoy there, laddies! Are you ready, kids? Yeah,
0: the adventures of Predator Captain. He's not allowed within 500 yards of a school. That's why he stays in international waters. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. (laughs) No, no, that's that's fantastic. I just wanted to say those two cards to me, are are some of where the the cool new synergy comes from. So if we're looking at at, uh, Crick, son of Yawgmuth first, and no, he's not literally the son of Yawgmuth. It's more of a mantle he took up for himself, but again, you can read that in the lore yourself. It's four generic and three black Phyrexian mana, which is cool. So that can either be played with a swamp or two life for each one of the Phyrexian manas. So it's cool to see that come back. Uh, He's a 2-2 with lifelink. For each swamp in a cost, you may pay two life rather than pay that mana. So he turns all swamp or black mana into uh black phyrexian mana in, in casting costs and ability costs and things like that. So that's that's pretty awesome. And then whenever you cast a black spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Crick. So now he's getting you value for paying life for that Phyrexian mana because he has lifelink and he he's getting pumped every time you cast a black spell. So that's pretty cool. And then, uh, as far as Grevin, the international predator captain is concerned, uh, he's a 5 5 for three generic, a black, and a red. He's got Menace. He, he gets plus X plus O, where X is the amount of life you've lost this turn. And then whenever Grevin attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, draw cards equal to that creature's power and you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. So there you go. Now you're pumping him up, uh, when he's attacking if you, if you sacrifice a creature, uh, which can be really cool, uh, considering, you know, he's got menace. So I just think that those two cards are, are really kind of, um, they illustrate what 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 is going on with this deck uh, very well, and they're two cards that are brand new to the game that I'm really excited to get a chance to to play and see how other people play them, kind of outside of just this strict you know precon deck.
2: Yeah. Plus, Carrick in the the storyline is super cool. He is responsible for the uh, the explode the time streams explosion on the Telerian Academy, or in the uh, on the island of Teleria. If you haven't read book three of the Artifact Cycle, oh, he's so cool. Uh, I have not. I need to do that. Yeah. And if I remember, if I recall correctly, Urza kills him by planeswalking inside of him and just blowing him up. That's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) He did what Ant Man (laughs) could not. (laughs) He did, exactly. Exactly. And he didn't have to change sizes,
0: he just had to change dimensions. I'm looking for there's a new artifact uh i believe there's one in every copy uh Tiller. and that was the last thing that i wanted to mention i think this card sounds really interesting too so this is a common it's a one four scarecrow for four generic mana it's an artifact creature uh whenever it becomes tapped choose one you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped or return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped so I just think that that's a pretty cool card that will be very interesting to see how people play that too outside of these decks. You know, I'm thinking Jung Land Destruction and and other stuff. So it'll be cool to kind of see that card get into uh, rotation in, in, in other decks as well.
1: Yeah, I like that card.
0: I think it's neat. Like I said, we're running up on time. Uh, You know, kind of as we wrap it up here, is there, is there anything else you guys want to say about any of these decks? Uh, overall excitement level, do you think... That, you know, after kind of the bummer of 2018 as a whole, is Commander 2019 uh, uh, better, in your opinion? Um, I think
2: I think all the decks are going to be fun for a variety of play styles. Agreed. Which is a good marketing campaign for a
0: set release like this. I agree with that, and uh, I think you're absolutely right as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I had fun with... Like I said, I've I've played a lot of Wind Grace. I played a little bit of Estrid. Honestly, I I opened Sahili. I sleeved Sahili, and it has sat in a container ever since. And um, Aminatu is the same thing. I I never even played her. So. I'm just going off of what I've heard and what I had seen, uh, kind of as I went over what was in last year's commander product. I know that, you know, Aminatu offers, opens up some kind of cool avenues. Um, I think the deck as a whole might be a little weak, but, but her as a Planeswalker and her as a card is pretty cool. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with the, the consensus here that on the whole, these decks look like a ton of fun to play and, uh, even more so compared to last year. I'm, I'm kind of more excited about these along the lines of what i was for the 2017 product uh than i was for the the 2018 product
1: honestly off the top of my head until you started saying it i couldn't remember even what last year's products were uh <laughs> nothing really jumped <laughs> well, out there you at me go that, <laughs> that says something yeah uh as opposed to this this one i'm 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 excited about uh four very distinct strategies four very distinct play styles nothing seems terribly broken right out of the box i think this i think they're very well designed this year uh and i'm happy about them
0: agreed you guys got anything else you want to throw in before we wrap it up
2: Mm. untap up keep draw never forget
0: (laughs) (laughs) hashtag hashtag never forget All right, cool. Well, that does it for our show for this week. Thank you guys for talking Commander with me, and thank you to our audience for tuning in and listening. Uh, Please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, basically anywhere that you consume podcasts. Check out our social channels at Homebrew Magic on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you join our, our Facebook group if you haven't yet. Tune in next week. Until then, don't drink and scry.